So a little backstory. Um, I had not owned a horse um, in many years um, when my kids were younger. Um, when my daughter uh, was 13, we bought her a horse from a friend of mine and my pre previous trainer. So I used to just ride my um, daughter's horse, and a friend of mine had a horse, and I would ride her horse too. I really didn't want to get another horse until I had a place where I could keep it at my house. Um, I knew that if I boarded a horse somewhere else that I wouldn't be able to get out there as often as I would like. So in 2019, we bought a place with an older house and 18 acres, and it took us about two years um, to uh, clear enough land for the barn and the pasture and um, put up fencing and everything. Um, it took us until the summer of 2021 um, to get the place ready for me to get a horse. Now, in 2020, uh, I found a horse rescue on Facebook and started following them. And they would rescue horses, and then they also had a competition um, and each year. And in May, um, the trainers from you know around the region would come to West Virginia. And they would have a drawing, and whatever horse they drew, they would take that horse back to their farm. And they had 100 days to train that horse um, to get it ready to be adoptable by August. In August, um, the trainers would bring the horses back to West Virginia for a three-day competition. And so in 2020, I went up there to watch. Uh, I wasn't ready to adopt, but I really wanted to learn more about the rescue and uh, watch the competition. And I was really impressed with the rescue, and I continued to follow them on social media from that point on. And I really was um, interested in, in adopting a horse from them the next year. So by um, 2021, uh, we finished our barn and our fencing, um, so I was ready to, to find a horse. I started following the rescue on social media again when the um, contest started in May. Um, the trainers are required to post their uh, journeys with the horses on social media, so they each create their own uh, Facebook uh, page for their horse that they're training. Um, I had three or four at that time that I was interested in, so I was following them on, on social media. They're supposed to provide updates and pictures and uh, videos of their um, their progress. And um, I started going through the adoption process, too, which is pretty strenuous. Um, but that's one of the things that I liked about the rescue is that they um, are very, very thorough. And it's very important for them to... Um, match um, a rider with a, a comparable horse. Um, they know that there's more success with um, the longevity of that relationship if they make sure that um, they make a good match. So when you when you apply, um, they basically will tell you which horses you uh, qualify to possibly adopt um, based on your skill set. Um, so. I was pretty opened up to um, adopt almost any of the ones uh, in the competition that year, except for I think there was one that was had recently been feral, and I wasn't interested in that one anyway. Um, <clears throat> they also encourage you to go to wherever that horse is and um, go see it in person and ride it if you can, um, because when you get up to West Virginia during the competition, 
in August. It's so crazy. It's like a you know three day horse show, and it's really hard to to be able to have that individual time with that horse to to even figure out if you're interested in, in bidding on it. So the first day of the competition is what they call the technical, and it's basically showing you um, that you can pick up the horses all four feet, that you can saddle the horse, bridle the horse, mount the horse. Um, that the horse will get load and unload on the trailer and then do the basic walk, trot, and canter. And uh, they judge um, the trainers on that, and they give them a score at the end of the competition based on what um, um, division they're in, too. And then the second day is a trail competition, and they have a really awesome um, trail course that they set up in the arena, and um, everyone competes in that the second day. Uh, and then on the third day, for the ones who scored the highest, they are able to compete in what they call a freestyle. And it usually uh, consists of them picking a song, and then they can pretty much do whatever they want to show what that horse can do um, during that song. So um, in 2021, I went to the competition, and I had at that point, maybe three that I was interested in. Um, a couple of weeks prior, I did drive to West Virginia to try out one horse, and uh, I didn't really get excited um, after riding him. Um, maybe just not a good fit for me. Um, I left there, and I drove to Kentucky. Um, that's where Juniper was, and um met them at their farm that afternoon to see Juniper. Um, let's just say that I did not want to leave. Um, I think I was there for like three hours. Um, I got to watch the trainer, Colby, um, ride her, and then I got to ride her. Um, it was immediate for me. Um, that was definitely the horse that I wanted. Um, she was a pretty horse. Uh, she was a gorilla. Um that's not, you know, too common or whatever, but that's not what attracted her to me. Um, I thought she just had the best brain, if that makes any sense, uh, based on what I'd seen on, on Facebook and then after seeing her in person. Um, so fast forward a few weeks uh, later, I go to West Virginia for the contest and the adoption auction. Um, I got to see all the horses, um, that I was interested in, um, and um, I made a promise to myself that uh, I was not going to bring a horse home just to bring a horse home. Um, if I couldn't, you know, bid and win the horse that I wanted, then I would just come home and, you know, keep looking. So the contest went. Um, the longer I was there and the more I got to see those other horses in person, um, the more I wasn't interested in those other horses. Really, it was only Juniper. Um, she did really, really well in the contest. Um, I think Colby placed in the top five in her division. Um, Juniper did everything that she was supposed to do and did it well. And her freestyle was amazing. She actually, um, you know, roped off of Juniper and chased a cow, and it was great. Um ended up adopting her, and uh, instead of bringing her back home with me, we decided to uh, let Colby take her back to Kentucky. Um, 
100 days is really not a long time when you're starting a horse under saddle. So uh, there were a few more things that she wanted to work on her with, um, getting her head down and um, working on her lope a little bit. And uh, at that time, I think Colby was only 19, and that was her first competition. And she it was really important for her to, to finish the horse. And I was okay with that too. So um, Juniper went back to Kentucky with Colby. Um, in August after the competition, um, I ended up bringing something home, not a horse, but my daughter um, had me adopt a, uh, a miniature donkey who we named Bud. So I didn't come home empty-handed. I, I brought a donkey home with me. Um, in September, um, Colby and her family uh, invited me to come up to Kentucky and spend a few days and, and see how Juniper was doing and uh, ride her some. And um, I think I stayed an extra day. I had a blast. Um, we, you know, rode the trails. Um, they worked the stockyards um, in their area. Um, so I got to go to the stockyards with them, and I got to ride Judy at the, at the stockyards. Um, that was a first for me. Um, it was so much fun. Um, we planned for me to come back uh, the beginning of November to pick Judy up and bring her home. Um, so this time my daughter went with me, and we stayed for several days, and we got to ride again. Um, there's trails all over the place up there, and um, it was, it was bittersweet when we left. Um, Colby, uh, her trainer, um, had really uh, grown attached to Juniper as well. And uh, I, was, I was sad to bring her home because I knew Colby was going to miss her. Um, the trailer ride was like eight hours um, from Kentucky to North Carolina. Um, I get her home, and literally the next morning, um, her eyes are running and uh, I didn't know why. Um, the only experience I'd have with that is my daughter's horse. She has some seasonal allergies, and her eyes will run, and we've got some drops for her eyes. Um, so I wasn't sure what it was, but I reached out to my vet, and um, he told me that uh, if it didn't clear up in a day or two, he would come out and um, check her out. Um, within a day, I guess, her eyes stopped running. Um, so... I didn't think much about it after that. Um, I was just so happy at that point. Um, I had my dream horse. Um, I had my farm. Um, I had everything, you know, right here. I was, you know, everything was great. Um, I fast forward to January of 2022. Uh, at that point, I really didn't know what I was going to do with Junie. Um, like I said, I'd ridden English my entire life. And I had transitioned to Western during COVID, riding, you know, with some friends. And um, I just didn't know what uh, direction I wanted to go with Junie. But I do like to compete, but I just wasn't sure with what. So um, I trailered her about three hours um, to an intro to Western Dressage Clinic one day. And um, we had a great day. Um, she did great. Um uh, the only thing I can say about that day is um, I had her tied to the trailer while we were um, on foot having some instruction. And um, when I went back to um, tack her up, um, when I went to pick her feet out, um, when I picked her 
uh, left front foot up, she uh, leaned back, and when she felt the tug of the lead rope, she completely flipped out and just pulled until she broke her halter. Um, that's the first time I'd seen her do anything kind of like that. Um, but other than that, we had a great day. I didn't think much about it. Um, after that, little by little, uh, I started having trouble with like uh, the basic things, like started having trouble tying her. Um, she would just completely sit back on and, and break the halter or whatever anytime I tied her. And um, I would use a quick release knot and everything, but she would just like, as soon as she felt the tug, she would just go ballistic. Um, she got to where um, she wouldn't stand for saddling. Um, and the farrier was having a lot of trouble um, doing her feet. Um, all of these things I saw her do during the competition, all of these things I had seen her do, all of these things I had been doing with her, but then all of a sudden, little by little, um, she started like reverting or whatever. I don't know. Um, I really couldn't figure that out. Um, when I was in my 20s or whatever, I used to buy like green broke horses and, you know, keep them for a while and get them going and, and compete with them and show and then resell them. And so green horses really, you know, weren't, it wasn't a big deal for me, but, um, I just really wasn't understanding what was going on with her at that point, but under saddle, she was still doing great. It was just these things on the ground all of a sudden were becoming an issue. Um, in March of 2022, um, I trailered her to, um, a trail competition and, uh, a fluke of that day was that it, it was like freezing. It was like 32 degrees. The wind was blowing like crazy and, uh, it started snowing sideways while we were at this competition. Uh, a friend went with, with me that day, rode with me and, um, it was so cold and the wind was blowing so bad that we were all up in this um, indoor riding ring warming up and just waiting for our turn because it was so cold outside. And I noticed for the first time ever that um, when I was riding uh, in the arena, when another horse would come up behind me on her left side or the near side, um, she wouldn't shy away or anything like that or bolt or anything, but she, I could feel her trembling. Um, but when I would go to the right and horses came up behind her and passed her or whatever, she was fine. But just when I would go to the left, anytime a horse came up behind her from the left, I could feel her tremble a little bit. And I told my friend about it when we got home. I was like, I don't understand why she was doing that. It was, it was weird. Um, but other than that, she did great. She did great with all the um, the trail obstacles. Um, other than the flag flapping in the wind, I think that you know was a little bit much for her. But everything else, she did great. We had a great day. Um, as time went on, like she kept throwing shoes, like she could not keep shoes on, and I think that's because the farrier was having such a hard time doing her feet. We at that point had to start sedating her to um, do her feet and she was still not doing great even sedated and I think he was having such a hard time getting the shoes tight that she was show like just continued to um, throw shoes so we finally took her back shoes off and we're still struggling just to try to keep the front shoes on um, 
I ended up um, talking to one of my horse buddies that he trains horses and um, I asked him if I could bring her over there and she had thrown a shoe and I just wanted him to try it and see and I also wanted to see if he could work on her like tying and stuff like that. I, I was telling him about all these issues I was having so he was going to keep her for a few weeks and um, see you know work with her a little bit for me. He called me after like three days and told me that um, he, well, he had trouble, you know, trying to get her shoes on. He sedated her. Um, he said she flipped over backwards. Um, he also made a comment to me, and, and I wish I'd have taken him more seriously, but he said he felt like she was having some vision issues in her left eye. Um so anyway, I went I went back and picked her up. When I picked her up, um, clearly clearly she was having a uveitis uh, breakout. Uh, at that point, I didn't know that's what it was. Her eyes were running. Um, I brought her home, and then by the next day, her eyes cleared up. I didn't know that's what it was at the time. I was completely ignorant at that point to it, but that's what was happening. Um, so anyway, I... Um, reached out to um, one of the judges for the competition um, where I adopted her. He actually um, lives in North Carolina and only about 25 minutes from me. And um, I reached out to him and just told him what was going on. And they ended up having a, um, a training spot at their barn in June. So, um, they agreed to let me bring her there and they were going to keep her for two weeks and, you know, see what was going on with her. He remembered her from the competition. He, he liked her. Um, and, uh, so he was going to help out. So I trailer her over there and, um, within 12 hours, I took her one day after work by the next morning. Um, they called me to say that, um, her eyes were running and that, um, I needed to call my vet. So I called the vet. Um, the vet met me out there the very next day and, um, he did the dye test and everything on her and examined her and come to find out she had an ulcer in her right eye and she had uveitis in her left eye. So she needs like all these meds and all these drops. Um, the trainer, which I did not realize until then, um, he had a lot of experience with um, blind horses. And uh, they agreed to um, keep her, continue to work with her, and treat her eyes like five times a day for me, um, and just continue to work with her. Um, at that point, I think they knew more than I did that she was probably going to end up losing her vision. They had uh, experience with that, so they immediately started changing up some of what they were going to work with her on. They were going to still work on the other things, but they were going to start working on um, some verbal cues and some other things like that to help me out, because I think they knew what was coming for me when I brought her home. Um so uh, after the two weeks was over, uh, it was time for me to get back and pick her up. Um, the vet met me out there that day um, to do a follow-up and um, examined her eyes again. And th at that point, he told me that she had lost all of her vision in her left eye. 
um, but she still had her vision in her right eye. So I was devastated. I didn't know what, what that meant. I, I had no experience with um, blindness with horses. I had no idea. Um, I will say my vet, my vet did a great job of um, per- preparing me um, for the fact that she would probably eventually lose sight, all of her sight. Um, he explained what ERU is to me, and that's what she had. And um, he said he had other horse clients with blind horses and, um, you know, told me how well they do and, and everything was going to be okay. Um, I bring her home from the trainers and I, um, I start noticing, you know, just little things. Um, she's seen what, like she still couldn't, she couldn't see well at night, uh, or in the dark with, with her right eye. Um, I used to, when I would bring them in to feed, I would just open up, um, the gate and she would walk to the barn and into her stall and just go in there and eat. Well, I started noticing that um, she would walk into the barn and then she would just stop. Or one day I saw her walk straight into the wall. Um, And that's when I started realizing that something was going on with her right eye and that maybe she had lost some of her vision there too. Um, I was still riding her. She was still doing okay with that. But like I said, all the things on the ground were still we were still working on. Um, so, um, there for a while, you know, I kind of slowed things down. I, um, was mainly working on, on things on the ground because those are where we were having the problems. I started, you know, practicing and doing all of those things that the trainer, um, showed me all the verbal cues, um, everything. I was doing all of those things. Um, I wasn't riding as much, but when I did ride, she was fine. Like, she would she rode just like she always did, so I decided just to slow slow down and focus on the ground. Um, they um, suggested that um, I keep a fly mask on her. I think I even bought one of those um, Uviator uh, fly masks. Um, but when I would put it on her, she would bump into stuff. She couldn't see anything, so I just quit putting that on her. Um, my um, Vet asked if he could do some allergy testing on her. Um, with his experience um, with some blind horses, he just he just wanted to test for that too. So um, he did allergy testing, and when the test came back, the results. Oh my gosh, she was allergic to every single grass in our area, and the main one she was or is. Um, allergic to is fescue and that's what we were feeding the horses um so he immediately started her on um allergy shots and she's still on maintenance with that uh, i give her a shot every every 10 days for that um i then started to notice that she didn't like it when i walked behind her um like coming from the near side to the far side um she would pin her ears at me and it was kind of weird i would you know, being an English person, you start everything on the on the left side or the near side. So I would pick her front foot and I'd pick her back foot and I'd walk around the back of her to the right side and she'd pin her ears at me. And she had never done that before. 
And I think at that point, she started losing some of her peripheral vision, um, or maybe seeing shadows or something. So um, she even, I think, kicked or tried to kick um, a couple people out in the paddock in in her stall when they would come around the back of her. So um, those are just some more things that I started to notice. Um, At that point, I was freaking out. I was online reading all I could about uveitis. Um, I had been riding horses over 36 years at that point. I'd never had a horse with vision issues. I had no clue. Um, I felt hopeless. I was scared to death. Um, I would just pray that nothing happened to her right eye because I didn't know what that would mean if she lost all of her vision. Um, I was scared to lose her. Um, I had read, you know, about some horses that would, once they lost all of their sight, they would just walk in circles. Um, I had read that, you know, there were horses that went blind that didn't adapt very well and they'd have to be euthanized. Um, At that point, if I could have, I probably would have just wrapped her in bubble wrap because I was so scared for her. Um, So for a few months, that's kind of how it went um, from like June uh, through the summer. Um, At the end of October in 2022, um, we camp a lot. So we had gone camping for the weekend and my friend was taking care of the barn and um, she would check in with me every day just to let me know um, how Jeannie was doing because I was worried about leaving her because I hadn't left her. And um, uh, she was fine the whole time I was gone. Um, I get back on that Sunday and I immediately go straight out there to see her and her right eye is running. I immediately reached out to the vet and at that point I just kept all the meds here just in case she had a flare-up. So um, I went ahead and started treating her eye and um, it only lasted a few days it seemed. Um, that that episode didn't last very long um, but just I just continued to you know see all of these things you know and all these issues um, but under saddle again she was still fine. Um, so fast forward to February of 2023, um, I connected with, um, someone at the rescue. Um, they like to do, um, check-ins with the, um, adopters to see how the horses are doing. And we have to provide pictures and, you know, an update on how they are. And, um, I was talking to uh, the lady at the rescue and about the uveitis. And she said she had recently, recently been doing a lot of research on it. And um, about how it's tied into, you know, inflammation in the body and that, you know, changing of their diet sometimes can reduce the inflammation in their body, which can maybe um, help with um, the uveitis breakouts. So I agreed to change her diet and her supplements. Um, I changed everything. And I told her about all the issues I've been having with her feet. Um, We've had taken her shoes off a couple of months before that and I just decided just to try to go put her get her to go barefoot because we were having so many issues keeping her shoes on but she was lame and I I know that's normal you know trying to transition a horse off the shoes um she'd be lame for a while and that was a constant thing but um, she really felt like um, changing her diet working on the inflammation it would also help her feet and they had been um doing this with some of the rescue horses and um, 
they had had a lot of success with it. So that's what I did. I changed all of her food, all of her supplements, everything. Um, within 30 days, I saw an immediate change in her physique. Um, her feet were getting better. Uh, everything. Like, I was definitely agreed. And I thought um, the change in her diet uh, was wonderful. So... Uh, in March, I think, of 2023, I decided to do, it's called a horsemanship challenge. It's a 100-day, or no, 120-day challenge, and you're supposed to try to um, have 60 20-minute sessions with your horse in 120 days, and basically, it's it's to keep you motivated to work with your horse, and um, they give you out all these prizes and things like that, um, so I, just, I signed up for it, and I um, I focused on stuff on the ground um, instead of riding because the riding was fine. It was the stuff on the ground that we were having issues with. Uh, I was having trouble getting her on the trailer uh, at that point, and where she used to just jump right on the trailer, now she wouldn't. Um, saddling was still an issue, uh, the farrier was still an issue, and tying was still an issue. Um, so... I decided I was going to try to start doing everything like on the right side. So that was part of what I was doing during the 120 days. Um, I was trying to learn how to saddle her from the right side instead of the left, thinking that she could see me on the right and then maybe she wouldn't you know, be so reactive. And um, so that's what I did. And then in um, April, um, I actually... Um, uh, took her to Kentucky to see her uh, original trainer, Colby. It was her birthday, and she'd been wanting to see Junie, so um, I loaded Junie and her little miniature donkey buddy um, up on the trailer, and we went to Kentucky for about four days. Um, I took the meds with me just in case she had a breakout. Um, we were there for a couple days. Um, it, everything was great. She did fine. Uh, no uveitis breakout while we were there. Um, I did take the donkey with her, so that uh, that's her. That's who she goes out with now since um, losing her vision. And um, I thought that would you know keep her calm if she had her little buddy with her. And apparently, it worked. It did fine. Um, we had a good trip. Um, in May, the next month, um, I took to Junie to a five day horsemanship clinic. Um, at that same trainer's farm. Um, and I stayed there too. Um, I slept in the um, dressing room of my horse trailer. Um, and I think they have cabins and stuff too, but I just I sleep in my horse trailer when I do things like that. Um, she didn't do really well with the Liberty stuff, but um, she did fine with everything else. Um, there were days where we, you know, rode for eight hours and um, with a lunch break. Um, there were two other ladies um in the clinic with me. Um, I was still having issues with saddling, um, but it was just amazing to be able to, to be there for five days and work um, with someone who had experience with blind horses. Um, I came home definitely feeling better after that. I learned a lot of things. Um, he um, taught me, you know, variations of things that we learned for Junie since she was losing her sight. Um, and, you know, basically, um, it was a good experience for us. Um, 
from May through October of 2023. Um, I just worked on those things from the, the clinic. Um, there were no uveitis breakouts. Everything was fine. Her feet were doing so much better. Everything was better. Um, the beginning of October, um, her eyes flared up, both of them, and called the vet, um, came out. We started the drops again several times a day, uh, both eyes. Um, this uh, episode lasted for over three weeks. It was horrible. Um, I worked from home pretty much the whole three weeks. I didn't go to the office so I could be here. Um, I think I went 12 days and never left my house. Um, I was completely freaking out. Um, I'd never, she had never had a uveitis breakout that lasted that long. And it got, it was so bad. Her eyes were in such pain that she would not let me put the drops in her eyes. Uh, at one point, I went to my buddy's house and borrowed his twitch and thought that I could, you know, twitch her to get her meds in. That didn't work. Her eyes were in such pain, she would not let me put the drops in. I would literally stand out there and cry and beg her to please let me put her medicine in her eyes. I was scared to death that she was going to lose her right eye. Um, nothing we did. I would have people helping me. We could not get the drops in her eyes. Her eyes were in such pain. It was so crazy. Um, it was horrible. Um, anyway... Um, that uveitis episode lasted over three weeks. Uh, the vet came back out again, um, and, uh, evaluated her and confirmed that she had lost all the vision in her right eye at that point. And she was completely blind. She was not seeing anything, no light, no shadows, nothing. All of her sight was gone. Uh, I was devastated. I, I, I really was. Um, I just kept thinking, you know, what am I going to do with this blind horse? Like, I have no experience with this. I don't know what to do. Um, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't post anything on Facebook about it. I'm just kind of a suffer in silence kind of person, I guess. Um, my immediate, immediate family knew, of course, and my closest friends knew, but other than that, um, I just had a hard time even talking about it. I didn't want to talk about it. I was just so upset. Um, when I would mention it to some people, I would, they would make comments back like, oh, well, it's okay. You've just got a, a, a big pet now, or, um, can't you return her to the rescue and trade her for another horse? Um, or I got, and someone else said, are you going to have to euthanize your horse? Um, those things were just, like, those comments were just horrible to me, too, because I didn't know how to answer those questions. Um, when the person asked me if I could take her back to the rescue and trade her for another horse, I just was thinking to myself, there's no way in the world I would desert her at this point when she needs me the most this, I'm all she knows for the or all she's known for the last two years I'm not going to get rid of her she needs me now more than ever um and the thought of euthanizing her I was just like I couldn't even imagine that 
really. Um, but I just didn't know at that point, you know, what her future was going to be like. But um, anyway, I um, I started turning her out with just the donkey, um, separate from the two mares, because the other two mares were picking on her. She was already at the bottom of the pecking order before she lost her vision. And once she lost her vision... Um, they wouldn't let her near the hay. I mean, they were just nasty to her. So the donkey became her best friend at that point, and I kept them together. Um, I had read about how horses map their their boundaries and how they can remember um, after they turn after they go blind. And I actually saw her do it um, the first time I turned her out in the arena. Um, once she completely lost her vision. She literally walked all four corners of the arena, all the way around the fence line. And then after she did that, then she was fine. She was walking around. If you, did, if you didn't know she was blind, you wouldn't know she was blind. It, it was amazing. Um, I did wait about three weeks before I turned her out in the pasture, because we have some trees out there. And I was afraid that she would run into one of those trees or not find her water. So the first time I took her out there um, with a halter and lead rope, and uh, I walked her around, I took her up to the water. Um, she knew where the hay hut was because um, she had been turned down that pasture, you know, for two years. So she already knew it, but I just was worried. But, um, you know, she did the same thing that she did in the arena. She walked all the way around the fence line. She found her water, she found her hay, and then she was fine. I can believe it. Um, so I still keep her in the paddock at night. Um, but she goes out in the pasture during the day with her donkey. And it, to me, it just amazes me that she is able to navigate around there, find her water, find her hay, and and, and walk around those trees. Um, I spent, I guess, November... In the first half of December, um, basically just reinforcing all of those verbal cues and things that we had been working on since she lost her left eye. Um, and she was still tripping a lot. She couldn't find her footing. Um, so about mid-December, um, I, uh, I finally rode her for the first time. And um, lo and behold, um, all of the things that we have been having trouble with since she lost her um, her left eye, were like gone all of a sudden. All of a sudden, I could tie her, and she was totally fine with being tied. No pulling back, no sitting back. Um, when I would saddle her, she would stand there and not move. Um, now, I did use all the verbal cues. When I um, put the saddle on her, I would say the word saddle before I did it. Um, just like when I put her blanket on, um, I'll say the word blanket before I put her blanket on. So I think all that time I was, you know, teaching her all those verbal cues really paid off because when she finally lost her vision, that's all we had. And um, all of those issues we were having, like all of a sudden seemed to be gone. Um, the farrier, when he comes now, um, we don't sedate her anymore. She's, she doesn't wear shoes still. She's barefoot. But he's able to trim all four of her feet, and she's not sedated and not being sedated. Um, like everything went away, all the problems went away on the ground that we were having. Um, 
The only thing we haven't tried so far is um, trailering. I haven't trailered her anywhere um, since last May when we went to that uh, horsemanship clinic. So I don't know how she'll do with that. But um, back to riding, um, I attacked her up that day, took her out in the arena, uh, got on the mounting block and got on and rode um, for probably, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes. Um, we only walked, but she was great. She acted like she did before she lost her vision. I couldn't believe it. I, I think I cried happy tears. Um, and I'll tell you, I've, I've cried buckets of tears over this horse over the last two years. But that day, um, they were definitely happy tears. Um, by the end of December, um, I noticed she started um, becoming more confident when I turned her out. Um, she would get frisky and, you know, take off trotting and buck and rear and play with her donkey. Um, I had not seen her do that in quite a while. And um, I read somewhere online that um, that's a good sign when they start playing again. Um, and the, and she finally did start playing again. Um, when she gets really frisky, though, she'll jump straight up in the air off all four feet. Um, I guess she's afraid sometimes to, to go forward, so she'll just jump straight up in the air. It's, it's hilarious, but she does seem to be really comfortable. Um, uh, so that's where we are right now. Um, February 1st, um, I'm going to do that 120-day horsemanship challenge again. Um, this time, instead of focusing all that stuff on the ground, um, since those things um, seem to have gone away, um, we're going to focus on, on riding again and um, probably trailering too. Um, it's been a while since she's been trailered, and I don't know how she's going to do with that. Um, anyway, my our goal now is, is to be able to, to ride again, um, to be able to walk, trot, and canter under saddle again. Um We'll go as far as she can with what she's comfortable with, I guess. Um, I've read that blind horses can be trained to do anything except for cutting. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what she does. Um, I will say that um, I don't think this transition would have been as uh, good as it was without um, the great foundation that Jeannie gained while she was uh, being trained um, by Colby. Um, her uh, trainer during that that competition. Um, Colby just amazes me to be as young as she is and to know uh, how how to train horses like she does. She's just a total natural. Um, and then for me to find a, a trainer, a local trainer with experience with blind horses, I mean, that's amazing. Um, my farrier, um, he has been so patient with her and so sweet. Um I'm sure there, you know, are farriers out there who would have politely told me to find another farrier with as many problems as we've had with her, but he stuck with her, and um, she's doing better, and uh, I appreciate um, that. Um, I just have really had a really great support system. Um, my vet, oh my gosh, he's been wonderful. Um Anytime I saw, you know, a tear come out of that horse's eye, um, I could send him a text immediately, and um, he would just immediately respond, and we would jump into action and, and treat her eyes and do whatever we needed to do, or he'd come out, whatever. Um, I just couldn't ask for a better support system. 
um, I felt like I lived in fear for two years, um, just waiting for her to have the next uveitis um, flare-up. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but when she finally lost all of her vision last October, um, it was almost um, a relief. Um, living in fear all for two years, and then when it finally happened, which, you know, I just, you know, I knew I was devastated and, and rightfully so, but at the same time, I was almost relieved because I felt like we could finally just move forward. Okay, here it is. We're done. We have no sight. She's living in the dark. But she's doing okay. She's adjusting. Um, she's adapting. Um, she's doing much better than I thought she would. Um, so at this point, you know, I'm just hopeful because I feel like we've gotten through the worst of it and now we can just move forward and see where we can go from here. Um, the only thing left to do at this point is to have her eyes removed, which I do plan on doing that way. I don't have to worry about her having any more uveitis breakouts and her ever being in pain again. Um, that is something that's important to me and um, that I do plan on doing. Um, so that is probably going to happen sometime this year. Um, but um, anyway, that's where we are today. Um, I'm in a much better place than I was a year ago because I finally feel like it's over and that we can finally move forward and um, just, you know, see how far we can go. Guys, look at her.